You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. Which is great because it's now now it's officially a three by ten. Um, it's perfect. I'm I'm comfy at a three by ten. I'm a comfy at a three by ten. Um, so quickly, I'll just share a few things that I just felt like on my heart tonight for those that were going to be here tonight. Um, and I will probably blast her a little bit. I will hit what I can, and we'll let the pieces fall where they are. Um, but my the title of the message tonight is the uncomfortable comforter. All right, the uncomfortable comforter. Because if you have been around the Bible long enough, um, you know that when Jesus left, he said, I must go so that the comforter can come, right? And he will be with you and he will be amongst you and lead you and guide you and he'll be all those things. And if you just do a little search on the Bible app, hey, Bible app, of comforter, you will get so many scriptures that pop up of his job, like what his job is. Well, the job that I want to focus on tonight, I feel like it doesn't get as much mention in the Bible, but if you've been a Christian for a bit, I can promise you, you will at some point find the comforter very uncomfortable. Because there's one thing that I've learned um, in being a Christian for X amount of years, about 25, um, but also uh, being in Pathfinders for the last five weeks, is that comforter, there's so many things that comfort is, And one of them that has stuck with me is comfort is the destroyer of dreams. Okay? Comfort is the destroyer of dreams. Comfort is the destroyer of success. Right? When you get so comfortable that you're just chilling, you're in your cozies, be careful. Be careful. Okay, be careful. I won't go off a bunny trail. I'm real good at that. But be careful. So the uncomfortable comforter um, wanted to talk with you a few times that this has happened in my life um, and what I mean by the uncomfortable comforter. Um, So I am currently doing Pathfinders. Sorry, I'm going to mention that a lot because Pathfinders is currently my situation of being out of my comfort zone. It is pushing me past my comfort. I've been a comfortable stay-at-home mom homeschooler for 10 years. Very comfortable. I love it. It's not always been comfortable. Come on, like poopy diapers get old real fast. Everyone knows that. Attitudes get old real fast. Um, Trying to teach your kid to read gets old real fast. Um, So it's not been comfort, like relaxing, but it's been comfortable as in I'm in my zone. I'm in my lane. I know what I'm doing. I can change a diaper like this. That kid's got an attitude because she didn't have breakfast. You know, like you know it, in and out, in and out. I know those babies. Don't ask me. I know them. And it just comes with being a mom. Like, your mom's always said that. Like, I just know you better than you know yourself. And you're like, no, you don't. They do. Okay? They do. They do. Um, and so I've been very comfortable. So my husband did this, in, this apprenticeship that our church offers, for those of you that aren't sure or are not aware. It's called Pathfinders. And it's Marketplace Ministry Empowerment, if you will. Um, It's basically you submit six months to your life. They bring in the best, amazing, most powerful business speakers, preachers, teachers, and they blow your face off every Tuesday night. At the same time, you're blasting, you're reading, you're reading like 10 chapters a week and you're writing reports. You're doing like, it's literally college in your forties. If you're my age, I'm 40. Um, And so it's amazing, but it's very uncomfortable 
is pushing me out of my comfort zone of being a mom. Um, and so one of the things, uh, I'll tell you a little bit about myself. Let's coffee talk with Amy. Is that um, in my 20s, <laughs> in my 20s, I did an internship. Now, you got to know that the things that I mentioned tonight definitely have a little sidebar, a little side hustle to it. Internship will rock your face off. If you're in this room, if you have a teenager, if you college, if you've never submitted yourself to that type of training as an internship where you intern with a ministry, just pray about that. Just pray about that and welcome the uncomfortable comforter into your life. So in my 20s, I submitted, didn't go to college, went to an internship, and it was literally the foundation that I needed to build my life on. It solidified all the things. I grew up in a Christian home, great family, but going to that internship, like literally packed that foundation tight for me. And one of the things they had us do when we were there was a three-day fast. Holy Jesus. Never did that before. Three days fast. I'm talking water here, folks. Just water. It's, there was no niceties about it. If your sugar dropped, you could have some crackers. Okay, it was water. And we just did this seeking of God. Like, God, what is it that you have in my life? What is it that you have for me? Why did you create me? Because you're not just here sucking oxygen, okay? If you're here, you are wired for something. There's a plan for you. Like, don't ever... You just need to know that if you don't know now, you know. There is a specific purpose that only you can do that I can't do and nobody else can do. And so they gave us two pages of questions and they called them Holy Ghost Brainstorm questions. And those questions, I mean, if you would like a copy, I still have that. Um, and it was, you know, what did my family say I would be? What did I always wanna be? What did I always see myself doing? What do I enjoy doing? And you just ask yourself all these questions while you're fasting, don't go crazy. And at the end of it, we wrote this declarative statement of this is what I feel God saying that this is what we're going to do. I did that. Man, it was intense. I feel like it was like the last day at the last hour, you know, in the fire that Jesus, that God himself was like this, 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 this. And it was all the things I never thought I would do. I swear I would never go to college because I didn't want to go to college. I hated school. And then in that retreat, God said, I want you to go to college. And I don't just want you to go to college. I want you to go to this real expensive private Christian school. Nobody in my family had ever been to college. I didn't even know what a credit was, okay? Like, you're talking credit. I'm like, are we talking credit cards? Like, what's a credit? Um, so all that, like, God pushed me out of, like, my comfort zone of, I'm just going to go do my thing. Like, God, I feel like I'm going to go to ministry. I'm going to do this. No, you're not. You're going to do this. Um, and so go to college. This is what I want you to study. Laid it all out. Laid out this plan. And that's what Amy did. She stepped into that. I was like, okay. I applied, I went to Oral Roberts University, very expensive college, but amazing and powerful. Um, I studied social work, which is exactly what I felt to study. And then I did a government minor because then I knew um, that the government plays a huge role in what I wanted to do in social work. So I did a government minor, did all the things, hit the mission field, was living what I thought was my best life, working in India, New Delhi, doing what I love, but God, right? I was comfortable. Um, but I was comfortable, but I was still obviously like 28. I was like, I need to get married, need to do the thing. Um, I met this amazing, handsome, dark chocolate drink of water. And so if that offends you, I'm sorry. He likes it when I call him dark chocolate, so that's okay. That's our business. Um, and so, <laughs> so I left the mission field and I moved to New York City and I married this guy. I could not get a job with my degree and I began teaching. I did not study to be a teacher. I had no desire to be a teacher, did not want to be a teacher, uncomfortable. But that was what opened up for me. I stepped into the job, okay, teaching. After two years of dealing with Bronx and Bronx kids, um, I said to Ben, I don't want to spend my days 
correcting attitudes of other people's kids, let's start a family. So we decided to start a family, because if I'm gonna pour into some attitude into people's kids, I want it to be my own. Um, and then since I was little, I knew I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom, so I knew I was stepping out of the workforce, stepping into stay-at-home mo stay mom life. What I did not expect was that when my kids got around three or four, I decided to homeschool. Um, never saw that coming, uncomfortable. But I felt God tell me, this is the path, this is what I have for you to do. It was not what I wanted to do. Amy wanted to go back to Southeast Asia and spend her life living in India, working with unreached people groups, okay? Uncomfortable, but I followed okay, this is what I'm doing. So for eight years, I've been a stay-at-home mom. Eight years, I've taught my girls. I've poured into them, and I knew that's what God told me to do at the time. But in the back of my head is this declarative statement that goes, this is, but God, this is what you said in my 20s, but God, this is what you told me that, that you had called me and ordained me and created me to be, and I'm over here cleaning dishes for the 80th time. Like, I'm just gonna say that, right? Like you're like, ah, what am I doing? What is going on? And you fast forward now, our family's moved to Utah and we're living in Utah and I'm still full on in the mom zone and every time I would point and go, but God, this statement, this thing, this thing right here that you told me I was gonna do and he immediately pointed to the two little girls in my face and said, this is your ministry right now. This is the greatest ministry you can have right now. Did I wanna hear that? No. Uncomfortable. I was not happy about that. But continue pressing in and doing it. I did not, did, let, me, let me set this clear, is that I don't regret doing that. That was what God told me to do. My point is, is that I was uncomfortable. It's not what I wanted to do. I wanted to do the things that God said I was gonna do. You said, and that's what I would do. I'd take it, you said this, you said this. I can raise kids on the mission field. Send me to India. I wanna go to Asia. Get me out of America. I'll raise my kids over there. And then I'll talk my Indian husband into going there. <laughs> but every time God said, this is where I've planted you. This is where I've planted you. It's not what I wanted to hear, okay? So then all of that, literally, guys, I can say it very quickly, but that was eight years. Eight years. Ten, honestly, if from when I left the mission field, when I left New Delhi from what my dream job, I left it and I came back to the U.S. and I started a family and all the things that I love and I'm so grateful for, but uncomfort, like it was uncomfortable because I felt like I was missing out on what God had said for me to do, but I wasn't because you see, I was right where God told me to be. And that's what matters more than what he said is obeying what he tells you to do. So just because he said these things, and I knew he said those things, it doesn't mean that I'm missing out by being here, but that's what I felt. That's what I felt, okay? So some of you are gonna, you, some of you are gonna go, oh, that, that clicks with me, because I, I wrote this, let me read this, because I wrote this down real good. Um, I wrote, let me find it, let me find it. Ah, here it is, because I'm like, this is a good one. I felt benched. Every time I'd say, God, can I do that? God, can I step in over here? God, can I speak in over here? God, can I do that over there? And he's like, no, right here. This is your lane. This is your zone. I felt benched. I felt forgotten. I felt overlooked. All the feelings that the enemy wanted me to feel, God had forgotten me. Then I start questioning. Oh, I didn't really hear that. That's not right. That's not what God said. That's not what I was, like, whatever God said on that piece of paper, that was just some, like, flippant, happy-go-lucky 20-year-old. That, and I start doubting what I heard God tell me in the secret place, right? I allowed the enemy to come in and start stealing what God had spoken to me. And then three years ago, 
big thing happens within our church. If you were here, you were here and you know that. We go from City Church to now we're going to be Awakened Church. Okay, we'll just skip the other name. We just go straight to Awakened Church. We'll make it confusing for you. We go straight into Awakened Church. Um, but before that, I want to back that up like just three months for a for, give, me, give me 10 seconds to tell you something else, is that I was not happy in the state of the church, okay? This is, we're fresh, real, powerful. I'm gonna be real. I was not happy, and I said to Ben, I don't feel good in this, piece, in this church. I wanna go to a different church. I wanna leave City Church. I wanna go. I'm not being fed. I don't feel like anything is happening. Like, I don't feel God's presence. I wanna go. My amazing husband, who is the brain to this system, said, I don't feel nothing. Like, I'm happy where we are. But, but I will go with you. I said, I want to go try out this church. And he said, okay, I will go with you. And we went to the church. And I sat there. And that pastor was on fire. The worship was powerful. The presence of God was thick. And the whole time I was there, you know how I felt? Like I was out of my skin. Uncomfortable. I was uncomfortable. And the Holy Spirit said, this is not your home. This is not where I planted you. Go back to where I planted you. That is your home. And we came back to City Church. We literally missed one Sunday, y'all. Don't, like, we didn't go very far. It was one Sunday. But we came back and I said, I don't know. And I was pissed. I wasn't mad. I was, I was pissed. I was like, God, that's not what I wanted to hear. That's not what I wanted to do. I wanted God to give me an out. I wanted him to give me the, the card, out, out of the game. You may go, free pass, hall pass, give me one, please. That's not what he did. He said, I want you to stay. This is where you're at. And about three months later, we became Awakened Church. Awakened Church is the church that Ben and I have been praying for our whole lives, okay? And I don't just say that flippantly. Ben and I both were raised Pentecostal. And here's, here's the Pentecostal churches of our areas. Was either a lot of word and no depth of Holy Spirit. Or a lot of legalism, but no life. Or you got a lot of Holy Spirit dancing in the aisles and stuff, but no meaty word to feed your soul. It was one or the other. There was never a happy between where it was like, the power of God is going to move. We're gonna pray in the Holy Ghost. We're gonna preach the word. We're gonna build you up. We're gonna disciple you. This was the church. And I was this close to missing it. I was this close to missing it. And that's what I wanna tell you tonight. Here's my scriptures too. I told you I had some there at the end. Numbers 23, 19. Let this sink into you tonight. God is not a man, so he does not lie. He does not lie. He is not human, so he does not change his mind. Has he ever spoken? If this is not Lou Living, I'm sorry, Chewie. Has he never ever spoken and failed to act? Has God ever spoken and failed to act? Has he ever promised and not carried it through? Okay, you know what? Your dad might do that. Your friends might do that. Your husband might do that. We all do that. Why? Because we're human. What is God? He's not human. What God said is exactly what he said. And if he said he'll do it, he'll do it. And you can take it to the bank. You can take it to the bank. Okay, four weeks ago, my husband, actually six weeks, a long time ago, was like, you need to do Pathfinders. You're out of your mind. I'm a homeschool mom. What do I have for marketplace ministry? Pushed me, pushed me, pushed me. I applied. They actually accepted a homeschool mom who's been out of the workforce for 10 years. They accepted me. I was, I was quite flabbergasted. 
I get in there, I feel out of place, I'm uncomfortable, this is not where I belong. All the people around me are in the marketplace, they have a job, they have a business, they're doing something. Amy's cleaning dog poop currently because we got a new puppy. Like, I had nothing to offer. I literally went in the first week, the second week I was talking myself out of it, okay? And I told the Lord as I drove up to church and I said, listen, you're gonna tell me tonight. I'm not gonna wait till week five, six. Either this is my lane or this is not my lane. And right now I feel out of my lane. Went in, Pastor Tracy Armstrong was speaking. And one of the first things he said in five minutes was, if God could get you out of your head, the amazing things he could do with your life. Get out of your head and get back into your heart. Get back into the promises of God. Get back into what God spoke to you. Because if he said it, he will do it. He will do it. And I tell you, last week my face was blown away as I went into my closet. Let's not cry. We're not going to cry. And I pulled down the declarative statement, blew the dust off of it because it's been up in the corner because I gave up on the promises of God from my 20s. And I said, this is what you said. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. This is what you said, and I'm going to do it. It took me 10 years to get here. But that night, Pastor Collins spoke, and as he spoke, my mind completely shifted. And I will tell you, for six weeks, God was trying to get me to go to the closet and pull out that paper, and I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. He said, go get it and pull it. I want you to just look at it. Just look at it. I was like, what am I going to go look at it for? I know what it says. I memorized it. I could say it to you right now. Why do you want to look at it? And I didn't. And then we have to write another statement for Pathfinders. So it forced me to go to the closet and pull it back down so I could see what, what am I doing with my life. And when I pulled out it and I looked at it, I saw exactly what Pastor Colin was preaching. Pastor Colin was talking to us on Tuesday night. And immediately I saw that the first paragraph of my declarative statement was not ministry. Okay, so Amy is coming out tonight. We're coming out the closet. Literally, I pulled it out of the closet. Um, Amy's coming out of the closet. Settle down, settle down. She's coming out of the closet in the fact that I have forever, since I was 18 years old, said I'm called into full-time ministry. Called to full-time ministry. Called to full-time ministry, and I'm gonna do this little business on the side. Called to full-time ministry, gonna do business on the side. Pulled out my declarative statement from my 20s. What do you think the first paragraph was? Marketplace ministry. First paragraph. The first thing I wrote down in my 20s, marketplace ministry. I completely, in 20 years, y'all, completely obliterated that. I was disqualifying myself from an incredible apprenticeship because I had allowed the enemy to skew my thinking, to skew my brain and say, this is not where I belong. This is not where I belong. I don't belong here. This isn't my lane. This isn't my lane. It's my freaking lane. It's my lane. Okay, let me give you some more scriptures just so you go. Just so you know. This is my challenge to you guys tonight. Oh, 2 Peter. The Lord is not slow to do what he has promised, as some think. How many times have you told him he's real slow? He ain't slow. It says it right here, 2 Peter. Peter's gonna keep you online. Instead, he is patient with you because he does not want anyone to be destroyed, but wants all to turn away from their sins. If God would have put me up here 10 years ago, I wouldn't know what I know now. I wouldn't know the ways of the enemy to try to skew me from my destiny like I know now. 10 years, 42-year-old Amy, almost 42, is supposed to be here right now, not when she was in her 20s. God does not lie. What God has spoken to you, it will come to pass. It is his spoken word. He does not, he does not repent for what he has given to you tonight. 
Matthew 7, 7, 8, my challenge to you, keep on asking and you will be given what you ask for. Keep on looking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open. For whoever, everyone who asks receives. Everyone who seeks finds. And the door is open to anyone who knocks. Are you knocking? Are you seeking? Are you seeking? Are you knocking or are you comfortable? Are you clicking Netflix or are you opening the word going, God, speak to me in my issues? God, speak to me in my issues, right? Are we, are we adding more issues by what we're watching on Netflix or are we getting into the word of God and fighting off what Netflix is lying to us about, okay? If you seek, you will find, because he says it right here in his word. I have it on a piece of paper, but open it up. If you do, if you seek, you will find. If you knock, the door will open. It's not let me knock and maybe he'll open. It will open. It will. He is not a man that he should lie. If it's in his word, you can take it to the bank. Never stop seeking. God is always speaking. And as we just learned in Pathfinders last night, we are to wait on God, not wait for God. Okay? not waiting for God. God never went anywhere. He's right there in your moment. He's right there in your life. He's right there where you are right now. You're not waiting for him. You're waiting on him. Like a waiter comes to you and waits on you and serves you and brings you food. You are serving God. God, I love you. God, I thank you that you are in my life. God, I thank you for your promises. I thank you, God, that I am blessed. I thank you, God, that your word is true in my life. You're waiting on God, not for him. He is here. Thank you, Pastor... Irvin, Morgan Irvin for that one. That was, that was, okay. The harder you press, the more juice you get. If you got a juicer, you got that. You got that. Okay, and my, the last one that I leave you with is, don't, this was from my tea. I have to add it. I get tea and it has little quotes on it and it just came with it. So I literally put it at the end because I'm like, dang, all these confirmations. Don't be upset with the results you didn't get with the work you didn't do. That's anonymous. I could claim it, but actually it came from my tea. So the tea, I, the tea was talking, spilled the tea last night. Don't be upset with the results you didn't get with the work you didn't do. Are you seeking? Are you knocking? Are you pressing? Are you sitting back complaining, being comfortable? Allow the Holy Spirit to make you uncomfortable because he's leading you into the way of God. He's leading you into the way of righteousness. Uncomfortableness is not a bad thing. Be uncomfortable with where you are because you want to keep growing. You don't want to be stagnant. You don't want to be the Dead Sea. You want to flow rivers of life. Amen? Amen. Come on, let me pray for you guys tonight. You stand up. Stand to your feet. Let's pray. Let's close this out. I kept you three minutes. I love you all. Never coming back in. Just kidding. Let's pray. All right, tonight, let's just pray. God, Father, God, search our hearts. Know us tonight. God, we pray that you would seek and you would reveal those things in our hearts, God, that are comfort zones, comfort places, God, areas where we've gotten extremely comfortable, where we're just chilling, or we say that we're waiting on you or we're seeking you, but really we're just twiddling our thumbs, God. Lord, I pray that you'll focus that on all of us, myself included tonight, God. Help us to not make excuses, Jesus. If that's you, just reach up, come on, and just pray. Just talk to the Lord tonight. God, change my heart. God, open your, open, search me and know me, as David said. Search me and know me, God. Know my ways. God, I pray over everyone in this room tonight, God, that we would not be comfortable, that we would not be uh, uh, content with where we are in our relationship with you, with uh, content with what it is that you've called us to, God. 
Lord, that we would continue to seek, that even though it seems like it's something that you've said to us forever ago, God, that we would continue to seek you, to continue to press in, God, and know that you, what you said is true, that what you said about us is true, God, that you are not a man that you should lie, God. May we walk out of here tonight knowing that what you have said to us, you meant, you meant it. You don't take it back, God. You don't take it back at all, God. I pray tonight that everyone would chew on your words. Holy Spirit, go with them. May this stirring start happening in our church, God, because as we stir ourselves up, God, you start to stir up this valley, and that's what we want to see happen. Change us, God. Change us, God. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.